Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today, Tony and I are sitting down with Tamisha Young, a witch, herbalist, and bruja residing in the Los Angeles area. I went to herbalist school with Tamisha at the Gaia School of Healing in Topanga, and we recently led a harvest ceremony together at our local apothecary. Tamisha is a powerful witch and has a very distinct approach to brewing potions and oils, along with practicing some unique rituals that I wanted to discuss on the podcast. Tamisha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Mm. So excited to be here. So, Tamisha, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I do. I'm a creative. Mm. I'm an artist. I love to um, make leather bags, and I do a lot of painting. And um, I've incorporated um, the life of a medicine woman so far into my existing practice of um, ancestral work. Mm. So I'm really, really big on that. And I'm a mother of three and yeah, we can start there. Amazing. I think that's a good group. Yeah. <laughs> All around goddess. Tamisha, how did you find your calling to the craft? Well, it really started when I was young. Um, my grandmother, on my maternal side, she was really into a lot of um, spiritual beliefs and, and systems and, and, and practices she did on a daily basis. So, um, if we weren't outside in the garden, we were in her house, and I would watch her um, do her candle work. She lit a candle every day. It wasn't one day that she didn't have a candle lit on her um, on her dresser. And back then, it was just fun for me as a kid watching, um, you know, just the fire and the room being dim and then the light. But as I got older, I began to understand the significance of that. And mm-hmm. then she began to expose me to different different things. Um, different herbs to use, different spices, different ways to um, petition work and what mm-hmm. that meant, um, weaving prayer into that magic. So it's really it's really embedded in my DNA. And um, that was my start. So it was wow. uh, culturally embedded in my in my in my home. That is so beautiful. I love um, connecting with like grandma energy and mm-hmm. to have your own grandma expose you to magic at such a young age is so special um and from there how did your your own spiritual journey begin well um surprisingly it started through death work I've always been attracted to that transitioning energy originally I wanted to be a mortician um (laughs) I went off to college and they didn't have the program there so that didn't happen and I wanted to actually own my own cemetery grounds because um it's not a lot of African-Americans who own that type of uh, sacred land. So I was really, really interested in that. And I kind of got off of that path and then got back on it after I finished college. And um, what really, I guess, um, moved me full steam ahead is um, when I had to kind of witness the cremation of my grandmother. 
So mm-hmm. none of her kids could go. And they were like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like, I, I'll go. You know, I'm the kook of the family. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I went and, uh, you know, I witnessed her cremation. And it really was like life changing. And it was a humbling experience. And I was just attracted to it for some odd reason. Um, not so much as the darkness of it, but just um, how life can exist and end and it can, you know, start again and, and that connection to that person, like still longing for that connection. And um, and that was the start. That was like back in 2005. Mm. And then I journeyed, you know, in and out, in and out. And then years later, I landed myself in Ecuador. So I had the uh, amazing, wonderful opportunity to sit underneath a shaman. Her name is Dr. G. Love. Um, she's also known as Dr. Gerald Robinson. And that's where I was introduced to the Pachacuti Mesa. So um, we underwent an apprentice, an initiation, and we all left with this amazing uh, medicine bag. And I didn't know the depths of what that meant, but it's really, really deep. And um, just sitting under um, her mastery in her um, direction and her knowledge and her being a mentor during that time really exposed me to how deep um, my roots ran in this work and how it existed kind of like, you know, throughout the world. So I kind of identify myself not only as a bruja, but like a cross-cultural uh, indigenous practitioner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it may be from West African descent. It may be from that American uh, slavery kind of rooted hoodoo. And then it may go over to South America. My grandmother, she has, you know, um, ancestors of that origin as well. Um, I believe she's from Mexican descent as well as African American. So I kind of like to mix those cultures together and mm. have fun with it. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's a lot of fun for me. That is so beautiful. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I have so, chills. <laughs> it's a little melting pot. And, you know, um, I, I love it. I have a lot of fun exploring and, you know, diving into things and not like sticking to one term, but just using that cross-culture uh, advantage and saying, oh, let me play around with this um, medicine bag that may be from, the, from Peru. Or let me play around with this West African medicine here. And just learning like we did at the School of Gaia, which is Western medicine, but still weaving it all together, you know. Mm. So it's interesting and I love it. Mm. Wow. I love the weaving together. And I feel as though the ancestral work that you're doing is so healing. And I've witnessed you and your and your magic and when you presented your final project and you're just so powerful. I'm in awe. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of work to do, but I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, it's interesting. Um, the ancestral work is really deep for me because, um, like, I, I, I really believe in those relationships. And, and um, they actually come to me sometimes. I, I'm, I do a lot of my work in dream time. Mm. So um, they'll, they'll come in and they'll check in and they'll drop messages and, you know, I'm learning how to communicate better with them. At first, I used to just be like caught up in the dream, but now I'm asking questions like, hey, what do you want? Like, what are you doing here? What's going on? You know? Yeah, start <laughs> no the conversation. Soon, are they? <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
So, you know, it's deep. It's mm. deep and it's lovely too. Mm. And it's magical and it's full of um, just sacredness and remembering. So I, I don't feel so sad about it. I kind of feel like um, sometimes I have to watch myself because I'd be like, ooh, I can be a little insensitive as far as, you know, communicating with people if they lost a loved one or something. But um, because my feeling about it and my, my culture is different and the way I operate is different you know, with, with all magic. So I have to be like mindful, like, you know, mm. just, you mm-hmm. know, have that sympathy and a poor empathy in, in, you know, the grieving process. Yeah. 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 yeah I understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it's in the rebirth that yeah. follows that that's where we find peace. Mm-hmm. So it's still important to honor all of that ancestral healing and the roots that, that you grew up with because it, that's your gift. You're a gift to all of us in understanding that. Thank you. It's, it's, it's heavy work. Um, I have to do a lot of spiritual cleansing behind that. So I'm really big on spiritual hygiene and, um, yeah, I'm huge on spiritual hygiene. That's fantastic. So I would love to know more about how you cleanse yourself, um, after dealing with an energy, what your what your daily ritual might be, what your go-to process is. My, my go-to is dragon's blood. I recommend it for everybody. <laughs> but um, one of my go-to rituals, um, I, I love candle magic. I am like, I call myself fire goddess, but that's just in my mind. Probably, yeah. probably my <laughs> ego. Like, yeah, you're pretty god, you're fire goddess. I'm like, okay. Claim that title. Mind okay. is powerful. But, um, Speak it into existence. Yeah, I move things. I move a lot of things um, through fire, and I connect with it, and I know how to cleanse my um, energy centers, and I know how to align uh, my energy and balance that, and um, and I know how to manifest and I know how to um, abolish, you know, banish, get rid of things through fire. And that's that's the importance of cleansing, right? Yeah. Because it's not just getting rid of all of the energy. It's banishing mm-hmm. that which is no longer serving you yeah. mm-hmm. to create the space to invite yeah. all of that good stuff that yeah. you're bringing. We call it the, um, the hucha. It's very dense, dense energy. And sometimes it's hard to get in there and work with that. But that fire does it for me. Mm-hmm. And then I follow it up with like water. And I like to do naked body uh, smudging. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody know what that concept is, but like if I get out of a shower or maybe not, I'm just like feeling like I need that deep cleanse and I need that connection or something is on me or something's holding me back or roadblocks and challenges or just maybe depression or anxiety. You know, um, I know we deal a lot with plant medicine, but sometimes it doesn't work all the time and it doesn't work as fast as we need. Mm. So I just felt that, you know, creating ritual allows me to... Um, get embedded in the things that I, you know, do on a daily. Mm. It actually helps me get up and drink plant medicine every day. The rituals. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like I, I know I couldn't do it just getting up and making an infusion. Like, Hey, I'm so excited to drink this today. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you it's hard to take your medicine. It's <laughs> yeah, it true. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Can you go back and, um, kind of define what spiritual hygiene is because that was a term I actually really hadn't heard until you spoke it to me okay well it it means a lot of things for different people and for me it just means really taking um a true assessment of your energy and dealing with it like Mm -hmm. it's really getting there and doing the work with your energy whether it be 
depression, anxiety, um, dealing with negative energy, you know what I mean, um, spirits. Mm -hmm. Maybe you went and had a reading, you know, something as basic as you went and had a tarot reading. Oh, let's go out and have a good time with the tarot reading for $10. Ha, 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 it's all fun. But you don't know that person who you're opening your energy up to, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, coming in contact with these energy that are disagreeable and oppositional, whether they're inside of you or outside of you, and learning how to cleanse that and get rid of that so you can restore balance in yourself mm. and keep yourself sacred and protected. It's really about protection, protecting you from your, your, your dark self, that dense energy and external energies because it exists. You know, there are people out here that are intentionally dealing with dark magic and people who are unconsciously allowing that force to use them. So we got to be careful. You know, when we're in this medicine world, we open ourselves up to it. Mm, definitely. And, you know, since this is the, the sex magic podcast, I'd love to talk about spiritual cleansing and um, checking your spiritual hygiene as you, you know, have sex with people oh, or sure. even have intimate relationships that aren't sexual and how to take care of your own energy and come back into your place of balance mm -hmm. as you're engaging in different relationships. Yeah, we, you know, as, as women and men, but um, I'll just speak to women um, because I think we are very alluring in our um, energy, you know, and um, I think we got to do the work before and afterwards, like got to start rocking it. You know what I mean? Like you got to rock it like before, <laughs> before you got to like, okay, let me get myself straight. Let me cleanse myself with whatever herbs or, you know, plant allies that, that call you or resins or barks. And um, you got to cleanse yourself before you engage, you know, mm -hmm. so you're not coming and you're not spreading what you have on somebody and you're not, you know, receiving that. It goes both ways, you know. Um, and then afterwards, you know, you're jumping in that bath or that shower with those herbs and you're cleansing that stuff off. It's like important because you don't want to hold that stuff. Like they say, that's why you like supposed to urine after after sex. Right. That's the cleanse. Mm -hmm. That's your mm -hmm. body way of cleansing and releasing those two energies and DNA and fluids. So it's the same concept. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll feel good afterwards too. What know? are some practices that you might be able to describe or rituals? Um, one of my favorites, um, like I mentioned um, before, was like the naked smudging. So what I like to do, uh, I work with dragon's blood res uh, resin a lot. It's really, really powerful. And I'll do like a yoni smudge. So what I'll do is I'll, um, <clears throat> I'll have like a little small cauldron or a little plate or whatever. I'll burn that resin and I'll, I'll stand over it and stoop down, open up the vaginal and let the smoke come in, squeeze, let it out, squeeze, mm. let it out. So that's one of the things I do. Sorry, I do it. I love it. You should try it. Oh my it's wonderful. <laughs> do not apologize. That's great. It's, it's like a, it's like yeah. a deep breathing exercise mm -hmm. yeah. for your most yeah. intimate part of you. So that's I've never considered doing that. My yeah. mind is literally blown. Yeah, and it's so intimate and it's sensual and it's sexual and you feel good. Mm. Um, you're like, man, it just like your yoni just got a little, you know wake up like hey we're together <laughs> you know we can keep going definitely <laughs> in a sense of you know being healthy yes. and i'm sure or, like you know. if you're if you're a little bit more sensitive or you don't want to um use your yoni for mm -hmm. that i'm sure like you can just 
do that with any part of your body, but the, you the key is, is being naked. And Well, the thing is, when I do the naked body smudge, I take I also take that that smoke and I go all over my body. I go up my arms, my shoulders, my neck, my back, my third eye, my crown, through all of my chakras, my feet. I'll sit on the bed and I do my feet. I rub them while I'm infusing this smoke and letting it go all over my body and those thoughts and those intentions and whatever it is I'm moving through. I'm working with that. Mm. So that's the sacredness of of cleansing spiritually. You know, and you can incorporate that with your partner, right? Mm. Yeah, because we have to take care of ourselves and teach people who we're with how to take care of themselves so we're, that energy stays aligned. So then mm. it can become a really wonderful, intimate, sensual thing. Yeah. You know, you can incorporate that. Like before you kind of make out and make love, that's like a new kind of foreplay. I you love know, that kind smudging. of foreplay. Yeah. 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 Smudge me, daddy. Oh my gosh. We need new foreplay mm. techniques, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of the things we did, one of the uh, lessons we learned in herbalist school was um, uh, inhaling tobacco mm. and breathing that kind of like smudging um, all over someone's body, but actually holding it in your mouth and Mm -hmm. then blowing that smoke all over someone and let me tell you that is like one of the sexiest things i've ever seen and it's spiritually cleansing get your energy aligned yeah (laughs) engaging breath um but i really am very into checking your spiritual hygiene and it's something i didn't think about until you pointed out to me and i'm grateful yeah like um like for water and, and bathing rituals it's like like historical, you know, where I'm from. So, yeah, we really in, we're, we're, we are really into like cleansing with that water element and, and you know, like really getting down with it, you know. Mm. Yeah, with some roots, some hyssops, some rose, you know, um, whatever it is. That's why I like the plant medicine aspect of it because mm-hmm. you have so many different allies that you learn to work with. Yeah. So, it's like you have the whole world at your universe, and it's like, okay. So many plants to support you. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tamisha, what is your personal definition of witchcraft? My personal definition of witchcraft is... Hmm. It's the ability to harness your energy and transform. Hmm. A lot of people think it's about like, um, like I'll use the spells. It's so commercial now, the spells and even like white sage. Like that's not what being a witch and that's not what being, you know, witchcraft means to me. Um, Being a witch means someone who is consciously aware of their energy and their intentions on what they're going to do with that energy. And the craft is identifying yourself with the different allies in different aspects and in, in, in how you shape and mold that energy. So um, like in a lot of my stuff, I use the same herbs because that's what I'm connected with. I use like the Damiana. I use like the blue lotus, Egyptian blue lotus. I use mugwort every now and then. It's very like commercialized, like white sage. But um, just owning your craft and honing in on those talents you know like through sex magic that's that's the craft 
mm-hmm. you know, which will be a witchcraft if you considered yourself a witch. So just taking these different practices and rituals and making it unique to what your energy, mm-hmm. you know, can do with it. So I think that's my personal definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because it it's not just a pastime. It's it's who you are as an individual and the way you're navigating mm-hmm. the world and how you're touching the people around you and interacting with all of the gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's deep because you'll go to like um you meet different people and they're really good with words, like the poets. Mm-hmm. It could be like mesmerizing, right? And you just find yourself staring like, damn, that, that was good. That was amazing. Say that again. I want to feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Or music, you kind of get lost in the rhythm and the drums and the, even the words. And you're like, hey, you know, I can relate. Or, or dancing. Like um, just that energy. It could be sexual. It could be aggressive. It can be grieving. But just... You know, weaving that energy, that's like witchcraft to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're able to, like, do something with your energy and then it affects others mm-hmm. and other things, and you can infuse that energy, like, that's the craft. Like, you got it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's impactful. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I feel that right now. <laughs> I love that definition. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know you identify as a bruja. Can you explain to some of our listeners what that means? What is your intimate relationship with that word, and how did you claim that title? Well, Bruja is from Spanish origin, and I kind of, that word kind of resonated more with me than just the term witch because of my grandmother's background, mm-hmm. you know, so it's more lineage, um, tradition, connection, tracing those roots. And I think for me, just, understanding how my people moved and, and, and how we use these different medicines to kind of like to survive and, and what it meant to us as a community and how we helped each other with it. Basically, I just claimed it through birthright, you know? So mm-hmm. for me, it was just like, it was a birthright for me to be like a bruja and infuse that rooted hoodoo work in there. It's, it's you know, it's sustaining culturally, you know, is accepted and okay by my ancestors so I can sit in that and feel good about that word. And if I grow out of it, then I grow out of it. But just claiming it, you know, really on an ancestral, rooted, rooted cultural basis for me. And going back to Ecuador, just understanding what that means and the work that it in, entails and all the healing work that comes along with all the fun. So mm-hmm. like, oh, we have fun and this is all nice and it, it's pretty and you make things happen and, you know, the candle magic, but it's a lot of work and it's healing and it's, you know, it imp- and it impacts. So just being responsible for that, you know, and I don't know, just having fun and looking good while you're doing it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you're looking great. <laughs> <laughs> I have to describe to everyone, Tamisha is wearing this like gorgeous skeleton rhinestone necklace and then this other medicine bird raven necklace and a corset and super cool pants. Is that a scarab ring? Is your ring a scarab? Um, It's it's, 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 a beetle. It's a beetle. It's a rhinestone beetle. Tamisha's looking good. (laughs) 
I would have been a little weird, but I like it. I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> we have to illustrate this beautiful vision. We also have on the table some of Tamisha's offerings, and I would love for you to share what you brought today. We are currently drinking some of it, and it is absolutely delicious. Out of this world. Mm. So what we have um, is a tainted brew, and it has the hibiscus, cinnamon powder, and Egyptian blue lotus. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did is I spiked it a little bit with some um, simple syrup that I made. It's organic. Um, it's really, really uh, used a lot in hoodoo practice. It's for sweetening, um, sweetening up love, success, you know, all the good things in life. Just make it stick. So I just kind of want to share it with you ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about love and, and, and greatness right now and sex. And I kind of want you to feel that in your bodies and and tell me what you think about it. Oh, we got a little mint too. Oh yeah, yeah, a little dash of mint in here. It's kind of, it's kind of good. I like it. I'm feeling very warm and sensual. Mm-hmm. Happy. <laughs> My face is very warm. It, it feels like I'm drinking something that would be alcoholic. Oh really? But mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, oh, it, it, wow. it really, it's giving me a very is it calming, like kind of tidy? It's that calming effect mm-hmm. where the muscles that you didn't know were always engaged in your face stop working mm. and you're like oh that feels really nice to just like relax in a way that I didn't even know I was holding on oh uh, wow and that like that blush like warm cheek flirty face yes yeah yes, I do kind of feel like that like it's something's going on with the cheekbones mm. yeah mm-hmm. I can't stop smiling <laughs> well, <laughs> well the tainted I just want to um kind of spill the beans on what actually makes it tainted. So mm. you ladies ready? Drum roll. <laughs> so I'm really, really uh, big on pheromones. And um, I was telling a story like I used to wear a lot of pheromone perfume. And it was very, very, you know, like good for me. I had a really good response. And um, <laughs> thanks, guys, if you're listening. <laughs> Have fun. But um. <laughs> And um, so I came up with this concept of using your own body pheromones to infuse in different potions and body oils to kind of, you know, attract that love and that lust and that luster of, of, of you know, sex and embody that energy in, you know, in a healthy way. So, um, yeah, you can taint this drink by just infusing some of your own pheromones in there and um, personalize it, share it with a partner, or even yourself when you need to do that, that self-healing. Can you explain in detail, just for clarification, what it means to add your pheromones to a potion or to an oil? Through self-love and self-care, um, you can uh, touch yourself. Um, I like to envision peace and calm and and safety with my eyes closed. And I like to start off by touching the parts of the body that I'm not too comfortable with or I'm insecure about or things that I think in my mind that I would like to change. Mm. And then in my mind, I get comfortable with, with those things. And I move down to that, you know, that private sacred spot and um, I connect with it. And, and everyone has their own way of doing that. And then from your fingertips, you can add those pheromones 
to your elixir, your tonic, your body oil, whatever it is that you're using, that you're working with, and infuse that essence of you, you know, in that menstruum. And mm-hmm. there you go. You have your custom-made pheromone brew. I, I, I like it. Um, it's very sexual. It's very sensual. Um, it's very protective and sacred to me, mm-hmm. especially if you're um, sharing with a partner. Mm-hmm. So, like, a drink like this would be very, very a nice drink to have. Um, just chilling on a nice, sunny, cool day, hot day, you know, sipping on some pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the magic to happen. It sounds like the magic is already happening. Yeah, It's already a brewing. There's no... I mean, that's a really powerful way to get your essence and your magic. And I love the idea of making your own perfume and wearing that. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to experiment and I'll report back with results. Thank you. Thank you. So since, since we're talking about something so powerful and so deeply connected to sex, what is your definition of sex magic? What experience have you had practicing sex magic uh, besides this elixir? Because I know that you said that this was your idea to infuse the pheromones. What, tell, take me from the beginning of you defining sex magic to you redefining it. This is the first time someone actually asked me that question, so I'm just going to pause a minute to kind of makes sense of it all mm-hmm. um sex magic to me is the ability to take your sexual energy and i guess kind of will things move things so we can start off um on a basic level or i will, i don't want to say basic maybe just on a sexual level with intimacy mm-hmm. and i <laughs> This is this this may be funny, but I, I used to always talk to a girlfriend. She was really, really sexually active. And um and I used to be like, hey, then we'll then we have normal conversations like, oh, I I want this kind of car or I want this kind of house, just like really mundane material things. And I honestly I told her I I would say, you know, sometimes when I'm making love with my partner, I'm thinking about those great things that I want. I'm thinking about the house. I'm thinking about, you know, my business. And I'm thinking about, you know, all the great things that I, I see, you know, for me and for me and him and for the family. I'm not big on vision boards. You know, I just think <laughs> too, many, um, too many people do it. So, you know, I'm not cliche. I'm kind of like if everyone's doing it, I kind of like to do something different. So I actually use that time as my vision board. Mm-hmm. I know I'm I'm connected to that person. I'm comfortable with that person. We have a long history of sexual intimacy and and I can you can kind of feel yourself into me is so deep, right? You can kind of feel yourself kind of going out of your body sometimes. That means you're wide open to the universe. You're right there. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the time to kind of pull that energy down to this dimension and make it work for you Mm. because that's what we're here for to have this dynamic human experience and sex is a part of that Mm. so I think just having these conversations and putting these ideas on the table so people can be like well I never thought about it that way or I didn't feel comfortable doing it that way or that worked for me and that didn't I think that'll make things kind of you know um, not so much of a taboo but more of a lifestyle Mm. so yeah, I'm down with that. I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I agree. I feel as though sex is an amazing time for manifestation. Though I will say, I really love making vision boards, so I I'm okay with being a little I'm bit sorry. basic. It's okay. <laughs> I just never hang them up. They just never make it up on the wall. <laughs> but you're right. I think that when you're in that climax space it's almost this cosmic playground in which you can connect to the astral realm you can connect to the ancestral realm and you can almost bring things into your physical realm through that place um you can and I, I don't do vision boards, but I, I do vision walls. I, I, uh, I know, listen, I'm going to take it back because I don't want anybody, like, tweeting and leaving dirty comments on me. I am a witch. I, I know how to deal with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Put some smudge on the, uh, some sage on the, on the, on the page. Um, no, I, I do vision walls, actually. <laughs> I print photos out, and I stick them on my wall. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, yeah, it's like wallpaper. Just, it's like wallpaper. Mm. So I do collages of different photos, and I stick them on my wall with double stick tape. Nice. So, okay. <laughs> Whatever works for you. What advice would you give to a witch that's just beginning her journey with magic? Be open and don't be afraid. Um, be adventurous. I love to adventure into different aspects of things. And if it gets a little too scary or too dark, then I'll back up just a little bit. But I don't, um, I'm not judgmental about it. You know, I'm not judgmental about um, energy. I know that it exists in different forms and just um, being open. To, I think a lot of people don't understand the knowledge. You have to be open to receive all of it, to have it make sense, to kind of build yourself up to what type of witch you want to be or mm -hmm. what type of magic you want in your bag. And um, one thing that I kind of like see a lot with within like the uprise of the whole witch thing it's like everybody's a witch i'm like so happy about that we're coming out and we're more together mm -hmm. but i just want to see it to be a more unique process and a more creative process for individuals it's like everyone is mimicking people so it's kind of like you meet one person you've met them all and i know that's not what magic is you know sometimes magic can be defined that's the beauty of it and that's the mystery of it and that's what people kind of scared of the whole time it's like can't explain it right so if you're gonna be like someone else it's like you're not being your true witch mm. your true magic so just on a basic level just explore and learn from people and be who you are gonna be like mm. don't imitate yeah yeah always find your own path yeah find your own magic <laughs> remember that the, ma the magic is always because of the creation that you're bringing to it. So it's that special stuff that you're not reading in someone else's very wonderful and super informative witch tumbler, right? You can add your own things yeah. and make things a little bit your own and, and, and find that through, through reading and then exploring yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, um, like humans, we're like almost the greatest influence so knowing that you can lose yourself in someone else's magic easy, mm. you know? Definitely. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but. Mm. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Listen to that. Mm. 
So anyhow, I, I have one more treat for you. Oh, my God, um, more treats? Actually, I have two. I want to take it back a little bit to the spiritual hygiene because I'm really, really big on that. And I have this Cherubin's Brew. Um, it's a spirit elixir, I call it, and I use it a lot. Um, I wipe my doors down with it, um, my windows. I put it in my mop water, my dish water. I put it in my bath. If I'm in a shower and I get out, I'll dab it all over my body just it's a really, really powerful cleansing tool. I just kind of want you ladies to smell it, to hold it, put a little bit on your hand. Tell me what you think. Um, Ooh. It, it comes with a wishbone. Oh, so <laughs> there is and, a wishbone. Uh, I, I, like, wow. I like that because I like for people to get my medicine mm. and be able to put their own intentions. So the whole story with the wishbone is... You take that wishbone and you put whatever you want into that. It goes into the actual bottle and you recap it. And so all of your intentions and your will and your energy is now infused into the product. So it's not, it's no longer mine, it's yours. You know, because we buy so many things off the shelf, right? Mm -hmm. So I just like people to kind of infuse their energy and their will and their intentions into their medicine. So it's like my medicine to your medicine and... That's why they all come with wishbones. This Aww. smells and feels amazing. Really? Incredible. Yes. It's lovely. It's light, so I don't feel like I have anything on my hand. And it has this beautiful sweetness without being sticky at all. Mm. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, It has the dragon's blood in there. Mm. It has the dragon's blood in there. So um, it's really good for protection. And yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you as well was uh i know you use dragon's blood a lot in your medicine and i wanted to know kind of why you you turned to that as an ally well um i honestly i had a problem with someone at work i had a um someone hired me and um <laughs> i'm not gonna say what i thought <laughs> I might not get invited back. <laughs> no, I, I, I really, I had a problem with a supervisor. I started a new job, and um, she had never met me. From the day that I walked in, she didn't like me. And she was trying to get me out of there within two weeks of me being there. And I was like, hey, universe, this is a problem. Not because of a financial thing, but because, like, it's not right. You, you can't attack people, and you can't attack their energies. And I, I don't like bullies, and I really don't like mean people. So I was like, oh, she she fits both of those, so I have to deal with her. And um, I kind of went home, and I was very, um, I think it was 14 days on this job. I was like, I told my partner, I was like, oh, I can't make it. I'm depressed. And then I started to cry. And I was like, oh, wait, that's that um, anxiety and that fear and that depression that I worked so hard to get rid of. This one person was allowing me to reintroduce that into my life and I said I gotta deal with it and I'm like well I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I got all this stuff right because you learn all this stuff and you buy all this stuff and I'm like I got all this stuff and I just sat with myself for a minute and it was I'm like you know you like have it's like hair products right oh my gosh stop Ooh. we could do a whole <laughs> episode on that you know which one is really gonna work and then I sat with myself for a minute and it was dragon's blood mm. and I cleanse with that Every single day, I took a shower, 
I did my spirit water, and then I would smudge my whole entire body every single day. And I did that religiously for about, um, I want to say about three weeks. And she left. They released her from the company, and I'm happy. Oh, I held a dragon's blood. So <laughs> it's a true testament. It's very powerful. It's a protector. Um, it's a healer. It's full of healing properties and medicinal properties. I actually um, buy the tincture and use it on my toothbrush. Mm. So um, you can take it internally as a tincture, you know, the extra resin you burn for sacred smoke. You can use it in a multiplicity of ways. Um, so that's why I rock with it. And I'm born, you're the dragon. I'm a fire sign. Cancer mm. Leo. Makes so sense. it's my ally. <laughs> like that's. It, it calls me and then I call it. Mm-hmm. So we like looking for each other and we rock out and we hang out and we do magic together. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. For any of our listeners who don't know, uh, plant allies basically are the plants that you turn to the most, kind of like your, your guides or your teacher plants or even your friends. Um, and if you kind of identify as a green witch or you get into plant medicine, you'll have, you'll have certain plants that kind of jump out at you Mm -hmm. and if you're open and receptive to listening to the plants you'll you'll find them and i'm so glad that you and dragon's blood found each other yeah (laughs) so it's a tree in africa and it's doing great for me yeah so beautiful yeah that's that's my love and i use it a lot Mm -hmm. yeah i use it a lot so what is in this eve this is called Garden of Eve Potion, and it kind of reminded me of Adam and Eve when um, they were getting hot and heavy, and they fell in love with each other, and they did the natural thing that's not forbidden. <laughs> so natural. And then they were shamed, and they hid themselves with a leaf. And in my mind, and maybe in the Bible, it was a fig leaf, because I'm like, what leaf would be big enough to cover a body part? <laughs> What a dynamic love story. So <laughs> I infuse fig leaves and um, the actual fig fruit into the um, into rum because we use a lot of rum in hoodoo. Mm-hmm. And um, fig, I think, is associated with Venus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just really, really good. And it's, it's, it's warming. It's hot and it's heavy, so I just want you ladies to do a little dab oh, and tell me what you think. It's been brewing for a very long time. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Oh, those wigs were hand-picked. You can just screw that top off. They were hand. They were hand. Um, they were harvested by a coworker of mine, and she brought in some amazing, delicious, juicy figs. Is this mm. enough? Should I do all the way? You should do all the I'll way. I'll do all the way. Don't cheat yourself. <laughs> I'm treating myself. Okay. And it's nothing added. It's very naturally sweet from the fig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so oh, wow. loaded with medicinal there properties. You are, dear. Uh, so you can fall in love and heal at the same time. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love that you listened to your intuition on what kind of medicine to make. You know, like this isn't something we learned in in herbalist school. This is something that I feel that you just kind of knew you you were going to make, and that's that's really powerful and ties into your definition of of witchcraft and finding your path. So, thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Look how excited it was to get in your mouth. 
Wow. No, seriously. No, yes, seriously. Seriously. It's delicious. That's amazing. I'm feeling it very much in my heart center. And it's it's not just about the warmth of the rum tingling. Like, I know that sensation. But it's got a quality that's opening. It's opening. Can I buy some? No, come on! You are the first to to try this. Yes, since I I strained it, and now we're sitting for a very long time. Good. And now we're gonna go run off into my garden and hopefully dance naked. Yay! (laughs) Um, So I think that's all the time that we have for this episode. I am so unbelievably grateful that you shared your magic and medicine and your perspective with us and i'm looking forward to having you back for another episode in the future thank you oh, i'm so inspired i have oh, yeah. to go to the store immediately i have so many things to buy and do <laughs> can we you follow Tamisha. you on instagram um you can um roses and hums i'm on instagram cool i'll, I'll yeah. make sure we link you everybody know that i have some amazing workshops coming i'm looking forward to joining and partying with you as well and um, we're rebranding for the holiday throughout mm. Kwanzaa and in other holidays. And so I'll keep you all posted on some great things. Thank you, Tamisha. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic Podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com, on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast, or send us an email or a recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.